Yo guys, what's up? Welcome to the Clapper Report. I'm Justin. Damien. And this is another episode of the Clapper Report. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the rest of round two playoffs, except for the Islanders and the Canucks games, because those are not on yet. But uh, we're going to be recapping the different storylines and the different scores, who won, who will win, etc. And we're also going to be breaking down the teams that have been eliminated in the first round and what they can do in order to enhance their performance next year. I'm excited to pick them apart. I love being a critic, so this should be a good episode. All right, let's do it. All right, guys, thank you again for listening to the Clapper Report. We're back again for, I think this is our eighth episode now. I'm not even going to lie, I lost count. I think it's nine. Eight or nine. I yeah. don't know. No, it is eight. Um, I did the count beforehand. Oh, so. never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. No, so yeah, episode eight. And uh, thank you to everybody who listens, man. Um, it really does mean a lot to all you guys sharing and following us on Instagram and, and just liking and, you know, interacting us inter- interacting with us any way that you guys do. We definitely do appreciate it. Yeah, and it all starts with you guys. Yeah, so if you guys can do us a quick favor, if you enjoy the podcast, you like what we have to say, please share this, whether it's you know on your Instagram story, on Facebook, Twitter, whatever the case is, tag us. We want to see it. We want to share it as well. Or even and, if you don't like what we have to say, even if you hate us, you know, just repost and say, hate these guys, listen to them so you could hate them too. I'd appreciate nice. that. Yeah. I would appreciate that a, <laughs> a lot more than the compliments. <laughs> No, but uh, again, thank you. You can find us at The Clapper Report almost on everything. Um, you want to do your spelling real quick? T-H-E-C-L-A-P-P-E-R-R-E-P-O-R-T. I was not a spelling bee champion. It's a shame. I would have been good at that. You should have been. I know. But um, we're <laughs> I could have went pro. <laughs> <laughs> MLG at uh, spelling bees. <laughs> MGL. I used to think it was MGL when I was younger. <laughs> MGL? Yeah. Major gaming league. <laughs> Listen, man, I maybe I'm not the best speller. <laughs> <laughs> but um quite a historic weekend that we have. Um all well not all. Three of the four series this round are going to game seven. Because the Bruins suck. I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I know. If the Bruins could have done it, all of them go. Come on. That would have been sick. But three of the four, and what's even cooler is that all three teams are coming back from 3-1 deficits. Which is awesome. Which and is that's something insane. that you don't really see too often. You know, It's always like, oh, you know, this team... It's like, usually people think the series is over when it's 3-1. Yeah. So, for three out of the four teams in the uh, second round to be able to do that, I don't know. It's well, awesome. Fun stat, since you said that, this is actually only the second time in history that this has happened. What? What? Yeah. Insane <laughs> news. 1992. That's insane. That's before we were born. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So crazy stat line there. Um, we already saw one of the games. We already saw the conclusion of the Avalanche and the Stars game. Yeah, that actually just happened while I was on my... Yeah. Like yeah. basically while you're on the way here because yeah. it, it did go to overtime. So it did run a little bit later than expected. But that game seven, if it's if the rest of these two games are anything like that game... My heart's going to give out. I will not survive. No. I do not know how any Avs or any Stars fans sat through that game. No, I know. That was just way too stressful, and I wasn't even... I don't even have a stake. Oh, I mean, I do have a stake in it, but it's not like a serious one, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's who would I rather the Canucks play? Well, I think you got the better of the two. Oh, hell yeah. So, Yo, if you we'll don't know, that, though, the but... Stars did advance. So, yes. they eventually did take it in overtime. After a back-and-forth game, it seemed like it was goal after goal after goal. 
even a couple of goals within 10 seconds, a couple of goals, three minutes left in the third. So that was an insane game, but also an insane series. So I think we should start with them. Break that down. Um, Definitely. where, Where do you want to start on them? I mean, okay, honestly, and I know that everybody starts off talking about this, but holy shit, man, McKinnon is so fucking good. McKinnon is one of the best players in the league. I People are saying that he's better than McDavid. I think we touched on this last week, but yeah. people are saying that he's better than McDavid. I don't think that, but bro, he is easily top he's five. He's definitely a he's star. Yeah, definitely a star in the league. three, man. Yeah, like, definitely. He is an amazing player. And I remember, too, when he first got into the league, and everyone was like hyping him up, and then he had like an average season. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, "Oh man, he's a bust," you know, whatever. Bro, like three seasons later, this guy was <laughs> shutting everybody up. Yeah. Well, you I, know what's actually crazy, and uh, I was watching an interview of his. He's actually good friends with like Crosby. Yeah. They well, because they I have think a house from the right same ne- town. Yeah. So yeah. they grew up in the same town. Now they have a house next to each other. I think they work out together. Yeah. So I mean, any rising star works out with a with a guy like Crosby. Day in and day out, like his best friend now. Yeah. I mean, he's going to take some notes from him. Oh, exactly. And, I mean, you can see some elements of that in his game. You know, that that two... You know, McKinnon is great offensively, but he still pretty good defensively, on the other too. Side. You know? Yeah, and on the other side of the I mean, not to, he's not to the same degree as Crosby was uh, two-way. I say was because Crosby's fallen off a little bit, but that's due to, like, his concussions and injury yeah. history, you know? But, um, yeah, man, McKinnon, I don't know. McKinnon. He, Crazy. Yeah, so that's where I want to start off with him. Yeah, so I did call it back in the last episode Yeah. that, well, not exactly. I thought Colorado was going to win every single game, Yeah. and I thought they were going to take the rest of the series out. They almost did. They almost did it. So I don't think it was really much of a surprise as maybe as these other series were to see a Game 7, Yeah. but I was like, what the hell? I'm actually right for one thing on this podcast. I'm actually right. Because, I mean, if one team was to collapse, it would be the Stars. Yeah. You know, out of the ones that were in the lead. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, the star. Yeah, I don't know. The Stars are the Stars. Uh. Yeah, I mean, even, you know, looking at the Stars, we we can start with them. It was pretty much like a a Jamie Benn show almost. Not really, but... uh, He was still playing really well. He was... it was like a whole entire team effort. Like there was no like real person who was standing out. Yeah. I mean, and and again, this is basically looking at like the stats, looking at you know the points and the goals there. There wasn't there wasn't like one guy that was like holy shit he's carrying the team here. They had, yeah. they they had a they had a depth team. They had a, a team that was all rallying together. It felt like. Well, I mean that's the thing. At, well. But I don't think it even really started out that way. I think in the first couple of games when they were winning, you know, they did have that top line firing on all cylinders, scoring all those goals for them. And that was kind of what was keeping them ahead of the curve. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you have Denis Gurionov, who is 23, and he's he was just killing shit. You know, I mean, he had that one four-goal game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he he's proven himself to be a really good player, especially... Um, yeah, I don't know. Considering this is like his, this was like his first full season. He's definitely shown himself to be a really good player. And bro, I'm sorry, but Miro Heiskanen. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I didn't want to disrespect him. No, I did not no. want to disrespect him. Exactly. What's he like? 22. Man, he's, the guy is insane. Yeah, 21, 22. Oh no, he's 21. I think. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he's the same age as Patterson. Yeah. And yeah. He's he's third in the league right now in postseason. 
He Isn't wasn't that fucking crazy. For defenseman. Yeah. And I know. he he wasn't he wasn't as much I think it came in the earlier series where most of his points were coming from, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Looking at it today and looking at it, he didn't have as much of an impact as he did, but he was still... At least still, points wise. At least point wise. Yeah. Uh, you know, definitely an impact on the ice. But... I mean, I have, I would go as far as say he's their best player. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you can arguably say that after after the showing that they had. I and mean, it's going to be interesting now going against, you know, Vegas or, or the Canucks. Let's go Canucks, hopefully. Yeah. Well, so that was, that was the cool. That was a cool thing too to see the Makar versus Heiskanen, because yeah. you know, and we're seeing this resurgence in the league of the. I mean, you know, there's talk all about it about the the young guys, right? Young guys are taking over the league again, and we're looking at how the defense in the league was shaped by these older defensemen, or at least past like the late twenties and everything. Um, so all these players in their thirties, but man, like, um, what's it called? Kel McCarr, Quinn Hughes, Rasmus Dahlin, Miro Heiskanen, bro. These four defensemen are already the four, one of the four. They're already some of the four best in the league yeah. in defense, bro. And they're all under twenty-two. And we're seeing a lot of them this postseason. Yeah, this is where yeah, a lot of Darlene, names are being yeah. made. Yeah, this is where a lot of names are being made, and especially on the defensive side of the puck, you're seeing a yeah. lot of guys, you know, taking the shots from the point that are just getting in. And that and was just another- starting stuff. And that was another thing about this series was like the goaltending, it (laughs) or lack thereof goaltending. I mean, you don't want to blame it all on them, but no, because it's never all about one position. But but this was a fast-paced scoring series, so you were seeing a lot of guys, a lot of different names scoring goals and and really making that name for themselves. Yeah, I mean, and you know, Dallas had to catch up with Colorado. Dallas had to play Colorado's game. You know, where Dallas isn't necessarily like a run-and-gun team like Colorado is. Colorado's a run-and-gun powerhouse. Yeah. But then you have Dallas who's coming, and they have to adapt to that. And to be able to adapt to this Colorado team, you know, it's great to see. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. And good on them for buying into the system and believing in themselves. Because it takes a lot to be the avalanche, you know, especially in a series of seven. Especially when they're coming back <laughs> to tie up the series. Yeah, but then even if you look at Colorado, though, they were really, like, their top six was heavy in yeah. this series. They were, a lot of the points were coming from them, style-wise, yeah. again. They were the real heavy carriers. You even had McCarr there on defense who was putting in he's crazy insane. amount of points. Yeah, so he's insane. You were seeing a lot of different, well, you weren't seeing a lot of different people from their bottom six making yeah. a move, which could have been the thing that really haunted them i think i think they didn't really have that depth scoring down low even though it was a high scoring game yeah but but it wasn't consistent but it felt like it was just being carried on you know on the top end there yeah and it wasn't again like you were saying consistent through the entire series because i feel like there was a couple of games that were blanked sorry i just hate vegas so much yeah so we have the game or the (laughs) The pre-show we have the pre-show to uh the vegas and god i fucking hate vegas we're almost there. We're almost oh, there. Oh God! Don't say that. I need. Uh. Well, I think quite honestly, the the only note left on the Dallas Colorado series was was the goaltending situation. Yeah, and uh, I think it proved that you need a big boy in net. And yeah, definitely. Kind of allude to what we're going to talk about later. I mean, there's a couple free agents. Yeah, be hitting the market this season. Yeah. Um. One. One we'll last really quick thing with uh, the Colorado Dallas series. Michael Hutchinson came in. And uh, took over for Frank Hughes. <laughs> I actually don't know how to pronounce his name, but um, and you know, won games five and six 
for the Avalanche, and that's really big. He was like, what, I think the first goaltender to win like the first two his first two postseason wins were elimination games or something like that. Oh yeah. And um crazy stuff. He didn't play bad and that overtime goal that Dallas scored it wasn't his fault. You know, they Yeah. It was nothing that he could have done on that. So shout out to Michael Hutchinson. Definitely uh played really well for the Avalanche in their time of need. Yeah, yeah. Um I know we kind of skipped over it and it's because it's the series that got forgot was uh Boston and Tampa. Oh. I I think we covered a lot of it the last time. Yeah. I don't think the series was really quite over yet, but I don't think we really expected anything no, else. No, I we didn't expect cuz I think the game ended or the series ended Sunday. Yeah, so it was basically a no contest. Yeah, man. No, um Boston sucks. Uh <laughs> But but we'll discuss them in the next yeah, episode yeah, and no. what they can do. Um you know, the Lightning are finally getting back to the Eastern Conference Final, I think 2018 was the last time that they did. I, I yeah, I don't think they made it. Yeah, they didn't make it last year, obviously, because they no. lost to Columbus in the so first I think, round. Yeah, so um, I don't know, man. I mean, the Lightning are really fun to watch. Uh, yeah, they so dominated yeah. that series. I'm kind of yeah. scared. But it. I think I think any other team besides Boston had, would have had a better series than that. Yeah. Um, but we will continue. Um, we'll move on. I guess we'll talk about the game that's on. Why not? Oh, the pregame, yeah. Well, the pregame. Uh, we'll move over to uh, Vancouver, Vancouver and Las, well, Vegas. Sorry. Vancouver. Did I mean to say Las Vegas there? Yeah, they don't deserve the loss in their name. Um, Except the loss tonight. Hey. That was pretty bad. Hey. That's pretty bad. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, where to start with uh, this Vancouver well, team? I'll start. You can start, man. I'll start with a question for you. Yeah. So... And this is gonna sound pretty crazy. This is gonna like sound a little weird. Yeah. This is this is our first interview. Ooh. You never want to wish injury on any player. No. Ever. No, but of course not. With injury, a lot of times comes great opportunities for other players to step up yeah. and show up big. Obviously, Markstrom and Net contract year having a great <laughs> series so far. Yeah. Well, well, not a he great didn't series. Have a great series, but, but yeah, he was having a great playoffs. Yeah, kind of the series, he kind of slowed down a little bit. Then yeah. the injury occurs, and then Thatcher Demko comes in. Yeah, and lights out hockey. Saves like, ninety five out of ninety six shots. Ninety five and six. So now you have this young guy. Uh, Nine eighty nine save So now you have this young guy coming in, getting yeah. that playoff experience against. The arguably best team. one of the best teams yeah arguably best team the best west. team in yeah. the west arguably the team that's going to take the cup this season maybe if they get past them what are your thoughts like do you wish demko maybe got in a little bit sooner do you think they they should have given him an earlier chance do are you so are you comfortable with markstrom leaving so, that's a two-sided question yeah so i mean it's not vancouver without a goalie controversy um yeah <laughs> so but you guys have always had like pretty solid goaltending yeah for always. at least for recent years but um but you know so i've always been a demko believer i mean uh he's just you know he's great um and he puts in work he's a motivated guy i mean quinn hughes was quoted as saying he's like the like he always like tries to like get the amount of rest and everything i think it was quinn hughes said i don't know but so he puts in work, and you know the yeah. goaltending coach Ian Clark has put in so much effort to help this twenty-four-year-old from fucking San Diego, California, start kicking ass, <laughs> and um, he's doing it, you know. And he only played like twenty-six games or something in the regular season, and you know, as much as Markstrom was playing lights out hockey, as much, and this is in no way discrediting Markstrom, yeah, because I love Markstrom. Yeah, 
All right, guys. Sorry about that quick little break there. Hi. Um, we recorded the rest of that episode, went to go yep. edit it, and yep. it was all corrupted. Oh, yeah. It was perfect. Sounded like a robot. So, <laughs> where we did leave off yeah. was we were talking about Thatcher Demko, uh, Markstrom, and, and talking about how comfortable you are with him taking over. Yeah. And is this him taking over the team? Yeah. So, um, trying to get back on that train of thought, um, you know... I've been a big believer in Demko since he honestly was in like NHL like 18 maybe. <laughs> you know, he's like high starter and you know, but um but you know, but and on a serious note though, you know, I mean, you could see from him playing in Boston College, you know, he was playing extremely well and in the AHL playing extremely well. You know, he's poised to be the next starter of the team, you know, and Markstrom's 30, you know, he's in his UFA year and I mean Demko's played well in game 5 and 6. You know, I I think he could definitely take over the starter role. It's a matter of the Seattle expansion draft, and it's a matter of, um, you know, the contract that Markstrom wants, honestly, because the team doesn't have the cap space to sign him long-term. So if you see Demko play out the rest of this series, well, one game, and then you see him play out the rest of the playoffs, because we don't know how serious Markstrom's injury is. Yeah. Um, with the new rule in the NHL, it's only unfit to play. Yeah. So we really don't know the extent. If we see again Demko play the entire season or the rest of the season here, do you see it as like a passing of the torch type thing? Like, is this really it for Marsham? You know, and that's all the Vancouver media has spoken about. Um, and everyone's still in the signing Mark re-signing Markstrom camp, and you know, I I would love that. I would love to re-sign Markstrom, but Markstrom has had a Vesna caliber season. Yeah, he's commanding agree. at least six million. Um, Reeves just hit with a glove on. That's a penalty right there. That should be a penalty if it's not called a penalty. Again, fuck Vegas. Yeah. So um, since we had that issue, now the game is actually no. Yeah, on. now the game's actually on right now, and I'm getting pissed off for Tannen has his helmet off. Wait, hold on. Yeah, I need to see this. He's trying. Yeah. Oh, the I hand's mean, kind of holding him there. Yeah, yeah. this is definitely going to be a, a tit for tat game. They're See, bro, he's punching him with his glove. Anyway, anyway, sorry. Markstrom's going to command like $6 million a year at least. Vancouver doesn't have that cast space, so do they make a move? They have to, I feel like, in order to sign, re-sign all the people that they want to, including Markstrom. So It sucks, though, that you're going to see a guy like Markstrom go for nothing. Yeah, I mean, but you could also look at it in the lenses you know temp goes looking pretty good you know and yeah. it sucks but i mean if we were to get something from markstrom it'd probably be just another contract to pay because we also have some people in the minors who are looking amazing yeah you know so i don't know i mean i would be devastated to see markstrom go but i'm a demco believer i do believe demco it you know he's 24 you know i yeah. believe that the way he's playing right now and the way that he played a few years. Even at the start of this game right here, game I, seven. I don't want to jinx it, but yes, he's playing well. He made, a, <laughs> he made an incredible save there in the first oh period. A couple God, of chances Vegas I had. Know. So, anyway. I think... A big thing then, too, with Demko the past, at least in game six and five, too, is Travis Green adapted the strategy of this team to stop allowing the cross-crease passes. Um from Vegas, because that's how Vegas was getting the majority of their goals against Markstrom, you know. Vegas was cross-creasing. Uh, the middle was um, open 
for these passes to go through and you know wide open but now in games five and six um especially with demko um being in net this team has been able to clog the middle and stop and basically limit the shots to being on the outside which is great and it was exactly what you need to see reeves is still on the ice right now that pisses me off bro. yeah but no i mean they definitely they're definitely rallying behind this demko and they're, and they're definitely playing a different type of game yeah but i think that's a great sign for this young team that is able to mold that is able to to learn these lessons let's say give them yeah. this experience this especially early so on. and that's why i'm so glad at least on the outside I'm glad that Demko is getting these starts. I'm glad that he is getting this experience, and he's getting it yeah. very early on. Well, exactly. Just like Hughes, uh, Pedersen, even like, like yeah, Besser, too. I mean, these, these guys are all in their early 20s, you know? Yeah. You could theoretically say that, that Markstrom got him to the show, and now he's at the show, and now it's his time to perform. And yeah. hopefully he does a good job. But on staying on the topic of, you know, goaltending and controversy vegas fuck vegas vegas (laughs) the the sword going through the back which went through all their backs (laughs) (laughs) that 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 image that will live in infamy for the rest of this uh you know this postseason here probably until flurry's career ends until flurry's career well at least ends in in vegas because yeah quite honestly i don't see it going too longer although who's gonna want him anyway I don't know. I mean, they they definitely have a problem. Um, I thought it was a small story, to be honest. I thought yeah. it was gonna be something that was gonna be forgotten within the week uh, that it was, you know, being brought out, brought to light. But it, yeah, it's it sticking didn't seem around. That deep, no pun intended. It, it's sticking around, and everybody is still talking about it. Yeah. So that that makes me want to ask you, like, all right, everybody in the media is talking about it. Maybe it's just a boring year because you know zoom call meetings instead of post-conference um maybe they're just sticking to that story because it's the only thing that's really around or do you really think that this is in vegas's head um do you think that this is maybe not on the goaltender's head but maybe on the staff like on the head coaches and the owners and like what they're thinking with their strategies i mean honestly i don't think it has too much to do with it i think it's mainly just a poor reflection on the agent you know um, the coaching staff at the end of the day is going to do what they can to get the best out of their team. And if that means riding with Laner, um, then it means riding with Laner, you know, uh, fuck what the agent's feelings are, yeah. you know, um, they're in it to win the game. And if they believe that Laner is their best shot to win the game over Flurry, then, um, cause Laner hasn't played bad at all. He's played really well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, well, that, that was my big thing too, is like, I wanted to see Laner and net for this game. Yeah. I felt like that was the right choice for them. Um, you know, it's funny. We're watching this game, and I, I do believe it is him who is in net. Um, yeah, because I mean, cause Vancouver hasn't been in the zone, really. And yeah. right now, it's a power play. So so we haven't really gotten to see too much oh, of him. Oh, you plug. You fell oh, wait, down. We might, see oh. him, we might see him. Oh, but they changed the fucking No, we will angle. see. We will see. We will see. Let's see. That's Laner. Yeah, yeah. 90. Yep. So, so Laner is in net, and I, I think that was the clear choice for them. Um, He's been solid. And, you know, again, you said, you know, fuck the, fuck the thoughts of the... Of the um, the agent. Yeah, because the agent's just there to stir stuff up so that way his client gets the most amount of money possible, gets the most amount of starts, you know. Yeah, but... I don't know. Um, I also just want to say, because this all got deleted, but yo, fuck Vegas. <laughs> fuck all of them. Uh, you know, especially Marchesol. Can we talk about Marchesol quick? Yeah. I know yeah. that we just spoke about it again, but... um, 
something that was so funny was his comments. And it's, it's mad immature. That was a great block by Vandenberg. Um, how he said to a bunch of... So basically, a bunch of Vancouver fans called him out on um, his Instagram. And they were like, oh, you know, you're a diving piece of shit. Then Marcel comes back in the comment section and starts going, oh, you little dick fuck. Go suck your mom's titties. And like... <laughs> Dude, I love you're like that. Thirty, you're like thirty. I'm sorry, that's a fourth grade shirt. Yeah, he, I know you're not. I know you don't really like that that much. But, but then he also called like a 15 year old girl like an ugly fuck, and whose dog is also ugly. And to me, that's like the dog. The dog being ugly is kind of funny. <laughs> but like, but calling like a 15 year old girl ugly, bro, come on. Like, you know relax. what? It is what it is, in my opinion. I think you just let the guy go off. I mean, you look at the NBA. You have Kevin Durant who has his fake Instagram accounts where he's, you know, and Twitter accounts where he's replying to fans and his burner account let let him let loose on his real one if that's how he lets loose as a celebrity who makes millions of dollars come on if i was a celebrity and i was letting loose yo i don't even i'd go on a yacht (laughs) i'd sink that yacht no well i mean (laughs) you know you have all these people day in and day out don't know the work that you put in don't know the work that the team puts in don't know the work that needs to be done to be at the highest level like and, and we say that as as two people who are sitting here just talking about sports, but like the work that these guys put in, and then yeah. and then you have people, this fifteen year old girl with her ugly ass dog, <laughs> saying, "Oh, you're a diving piece of shit." <laughs> you're in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like I hate, I don't like it. I don't think it's great, and I, I feel like if you get caught, I feel like that should be a penalty too. Like just. Uh, what chirping a fifteen year old girl? Well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about on, on the on the ice. You oh know, no, when it comes chirps to like, on the ice are fine, except no, when they like, heckle. I'm just talking up. like diving and, and oh. which I know if you if you really dive, they call it and stuff like that. Yeah, diving is not embellishment. Isn't a huge embellishment call. isn't something that you see a lot, which we did see get called on Barzell this season. I do remember it. it's stuck in my brain because I remember <laughs> nobody ever fucking calls it and they fucking yeah. did it this season against them. But um, I know it's. I hate it, and we'll talk about it later in the Islander Flyers series. It, it happened last night. Not yeah. necessarily a dive, but but definitely a scream to sell a call. It's annoying, so I understand the fans and understand what the, what they're saying. But then again, I kind of understand the pressure that these guys are under. And then you have like all these people calling you out who don't know shit about what you're doing. Yeah, but also, bro, you're an adult. You're a celebrity. You're getting paid no, so much true. money, and that's you know, it's like, why do you care about like five Instagram comments? Like, I'm no. sorry, that's just some bullshit. That's some high school shit. <laughs> and honestly, bro, fuck Vegas. Uh, fuck that whole team. All of them, bro. Ripping uh, Reeves, into them. Marsha saw. Unlike uh, except Reeves. for Laner, I, I like Laner. I like Laner a lot. I love his story. But um, and and Flurry and Flurry. But fuck everybody else. They're all a bunch of whiners. I can't stand them all. I hate them. Unlike Reeves, you're taking uh, the gloves off. No, no. You're stop. taking the gloves yeah, bro, off. Yeah, I'm taking the gloves off. Yeah, <laughs> Reeves sucks. He's a plug. He has like one shot like every three games. He's a... I hate Reeves. I hate everybody on this yeah. team. But what a storyline, though, for Vancouver. I yeah. mean, such a young depth, young core of guys on that team that are, that are really are getting experience, that are, are playing tough games, and you're seeing them adapt. You're seeing yeah. them listen, and they're making the necessary adjustments, and 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 they're getting the job done against basically the number one team in the league. They're not getting the job done right now. Yeah, shots I mean, are one to ten. I mean, game one looking a little rough, but I mean, game seven looking Ooh. a little rough here. But I mean, 
but the yeah, past couple I games mean, they've been getting their job done. So yeah, I mean that's the thing, and it's resilience with this team. You know, I mean they're learning very early on. We were just touching on it, how young the core of this team is, yeah. and um, they do have that veteran leadership of like Jay Beagle, um, Brandon Sutter, even Chris Tanev and Alex Edler. You know, Tyler Myers. These, these even JT Miller, I guess you could count. You know, these these guys have all been around the league for a few years. They can teach this team how to take the reins over as the next uh, greatest team in this league, you know, and it's uh, definitely a great story to watch. Um, albeit stressful, but it's a great <laughs> I story. I mean, yeah, I, I really hope they, they somehow skin this out and they, and they get into the um, the Western Conference Final because I, I think that's definitely a great storyline to follow. Yeah. And I'd much rather watch that and watch these young kids play. Than, than watch, watch Vegas and their everything handed to themselves i hate them bro getting like second round picks to not pick one player come on all right but we'll try to calm you down now we'll move on we (laughs) will move on um to where i'm gonna stress out yeah where i've been stressing out the entire day about flyers islanders um ever since that at least double overtime ever since that double overtime goal yeah and yeah the day break honestly as a fan i wish we didn't get the break I wish oh, we didn't yeah? get the break as a fan, just oh, because geez. I want it to be done with. I am so stressed out today; it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but I did kind of calm down a little bit. You got I did to the back of the head. Yeah, I see that the ref took one. <laughs> yeah, again, we may be a little bit more distracted because this is one of the teams that we care about. Yeah, Vancouver's <laughs> on, so we we definitely need to pay a little bit of oh, attention right, to. Okay, um, yeah. but. I did start to calm down a little bit after looking at um, some recaps, looking at some stats. Um, Which we just started doing. We just started looking at advanced stats in more depth. Yeah. Uh, Damien even went through the great courtesy of printing out the glossary. All right. Glossary, glossary of naturalstattrick.com. Yeah. So please <laughs> visit that website. Please go there and We're please not take sponsored, a look. But Head over to stat, naturalstattrick.com where you can get... <laughs> Oh, that was a good Yo, place. I think you need to do the ad reads. We got to start doing them. We need to start doing ad reads for sponsors. Head on over to naturalstattrick.com where you can take out a look at any advanced statistic that you need for your favorite team. That was perfect. That was actually really good. Yo, <laughs> look we're going to start go. doing that. So uh, hit us up, uh, Natural Stat. Um, so real. anyway, we I took a look at it for the first time today. Um, and the letters that they have, bro. I, I didn't understand it. There, there yeah. were so many different letters. They used every fucking letter in the alphabet, mixed them together, and that was the fucking title of it. Yeah, like SCF, HGGF, XGF. I don't want to talk to my ex-girlfriend. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, what are we doing here, like, man? what are we doing? So, uh, yeah, they have a glossary. And not to mention, the glossary is broken down into three parts. Yeah. Two of them are ten pages. The other one's eight. <laughs> uh, like, well, <laughs> what are we doing here? Science? Basically, I guess. I don't know, but... Chemistry, periodic table. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, it's a cool thing, and it calmed me down. Yeah. Um, because I was stressing out Yeah, you needed it. You were texting me this morning. You were pretty uh, stressed about it. Um, but they outplayed the Flyers game six. All in all, the entire game, it felt like yeah, they no were question. the way better team. Um, yeah. Even throughout the series, but a major thing to talk about it is how they only play 20, 40 minute games, it feels like these, this Islander team. Yeah, they kind of get too comfortable or get a little bit too loose. Yeah, well, yeah, they definitely loosen up, I will say. And maybe that's accredited to. 
how how heavy of a, a defensive team they are, how like how how high octane is, how they have to be yeah. on the gas one hundred percent the entire game, you know, to play the game that they play. Yeah. So exactly. it, it definitely is tiring. Uh, I would assume it's tiring. So I, I could kind of understand why you're not going to get a full sixty out of them, especially as you start to get to the later rounds and the, the deeper games, game seven of the second round. So it definitely makes sense, you know, as to why they're playing the way that they're playing. Yeah. Um. So, but that's where like I feel like Barry needs to come in and, and kind of make some adjustments. Um, kind of limit, not necessarily ice time, because I, I feel like they do a good job of balancing it. But definitely lighten up the game a little bit so where that way it's more prolonged. Like I don't, yeah. I, you know, you're seeing a lot of bad opportunities given to the Flyers. Like you're seeing a lot of weak passes out of the zone that are just getting picked off. You're getting. Yeah, I mean, miscues all over the place. That yeah, just, and that's the thing with the Flyers; they're a team that they can capitalize easily. And and that's what they're doing. You know? They're they're so opportunistic, and, and credit to them on that. Any any, and it's not often; it, yeah. it's very few. But when the Islanders have that miscue and they have that that opportunity, literally given to the Flyers, they're taking advantage. Yeah, definitely. But that's where other Islander fans are are in a feeling of you know where's Varley in all of this. Um, on a, a Twitter account that I follow that, that that's very pr- predominant in the Islander scene is is calling him out, saying that he's not doing a great job. I don't really agree with it 100%. I feel like Varley's making a ton of great saves, ton think of big things. think he's stirring things. shit? I think he's stirring shit, but I will agree that I think Grice going into Game 7 is the better option. Okay. I do think he, he looked a little shaky. And I felt like if he would have made one big save, if he would have made one blockbuster save that you're seeing Carter Hart doing right on the other end of the ice. Yo. Where we'll talk about Carter him in a Hart, minute. Yeah. I will talk about him. I will give him his credit, even though we're still in this series. But if Varley would have made that save, if he would have made one of those saves, it would have been an entirely different game. Yeah. And that's where I think maybe you're not going to get that out of Grice. But I definitely think he's a little bit more of the steady hand right now. And mm-hmm. I definitely think that that's the way that Barry's going to go. I mean, uh, then again, you don't know because you're getting that day off. Yeah, exactly. So Which, you're giving uh, lucky, Varley that lucky rest. Islanders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, lucky to the players, <laughs> not to us. And so because Yeah, yeah. Because then it prolongs you. And, you know. I don't even know what time the game is tomorrow. I don't know if they announce seven. it. It's seven. It's either seven or like, seven. I, I get it. It's the only game. So they're going to put primetime game. But like, Well, because they were... Th- I mean, because I was looking into it, because I thought it was kind of fucked up how the Canucks played tonight back to back. Yeah. And in Game Seven, I think that's kind of fucked up. But um, I was looking into it, and NBC and Bettman were like, "Oh, they don't want to make multiple NHL games on the same day as the Kentucky Derby." Oh. The Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby, people... believe it or not, is a big fucking I deal. I know. I remember in like ninth grade gym, um, my fucking gym teacher was doing like a fucking pop quiz on the Kentucky Derby. And I was like, dude, nobody watches. And he goes, actually, it's one of the most watched sporting events. And I'm like, bro, shut up. You wouldn't think it, I'm but 14. it is. I'm 14. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I was like 13. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, yeah, I'm 13. I don't give a shit about the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. That's for the GTA 5 horse racing. Yo, I miss those nights. You don't even play nights anymore. Don't even Xbox. talk about it. I know. I haven't played Xbox in like since I've gone back to work. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, back, back to this. I mean, the Islanders game seven, I think their strategy is first go with Grice and net. The players don't mind it. 
They think it's the same type of game style that they can play with either goalie and net. They're more comfortable with Grice. You know, he's been on the team for a little bit longer than him as well. Yeah, they got the chemistry. So I, I think he's the clear-cut choice. I hope that's the way they go. I mean, I'm also not upset if they go with Varley. I, I think definitely with the day off, he, he should be feeling himself a little bit better. Um, They just need to attack Carter Hart. Um, as I was saying before, credit where credit is due. This guy, this kid, making saves that, uh, you know, he shouldn't be making. There was there was a time there with with Eberle close in net. I mean he, he missed the net, but yeah, there was there was a couple opportunities and rebounds that came off that 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 should have gone in. It felt like and it, you couldn't buy a goal in that game off of him. And so I uh, giving him credit there, um, you know. But the Islanders were just getting bad you know bad luck. So you know you had the missed call in game five in overtime. You know we- you had the bad call in game six with the with the fucking fake. Um, I think it was Claude Giroux screaming for the call, saying yeah. that he got slashed on the hand meanwhile he hit the stick. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I think it's I, bad breaks. I mean, listen, man. I mean, you know, the I feel like the game plan with Game 7 is... I forgot if it was on this recording or the other one. But really, you know, comparing Demko and Carter Hart, you know, both two young goaltenders who play like veterans, right? And so when a, goalten- a young goaltender is playing like a veteran, you want to pepper him, you know? shoot low get rebounds get into the middle you know you want to make this goaltender hurt you want to say welcome to the nhl i'm here to break your walls down you know yeah i'm here to rattle you and that's the thing with carter hart you know i mean yeah he plays cool calm collected but you know he has let up a few goals each game you know against the islanders so you know you really want to try and uh again show him i guess proverbially who's boss <laughs> and, um yeah you know just pepper him Make him hurt. You know, yeah. Make get his to him early, hurt. You and, know. Then, and then get back to your defensive game. And yeah. play it strong. Play it consistently. And, and get those line changes in. And, and don't get stuck. Because, you know, when the others start to get stuck and they start to get tired, especially with that high octane, octane game plan that they have, it, it's a bad recipe for mistakes. And, yeah. and that's what we're seeing happen in this series. So Definitely. Please, everything tomorrow, Saturday, please watch this game, guys. I hope they do it. I hope they do it. Yeah, me too. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to move over uh, to our next segment here where yeah. we're going to break down all the teams that were eliminated, at in least in round. the first round. Hey, guys. What's going on? We're back from our break here. We just discussed the round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, along with the current game. Vancouver going on right now. I'm very upset. Right now, we're going to be talking about – we figured we'd try something else, you know. Figured we'd try it our armchair GM styles right now, where we would discuss what the teams that were eliminated in the first round can improve in order to fare better next season. Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's do it. Um, um, so well, I just want to first say I included every team that lost in the first round. Yeah, except for Toronto. Toronto, I had to include, man, because Toronto is just they lost in the play-ins, but Jesus Christ, Toronto, I. I don't like Toronto personally. I don't despise them, but I don't like them. But I mean, come on. You need to talk about them and how they got upset by um Columbus, you know. Yeah. No, yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk about them. Do you want to start with them there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're first on the list right here. Um so I mean, the biggest thing with me with Toronto is their back end. You know, their defense uh looked pretty shaky. And uh they need more scoring from their defense. You know, they don't really have 
uh, many offensive players. You know, Tyson Berry didn't really step it up. They yeah. brought him in as an offensive touch. Um, Jake Muzzin played well, but other than that, you know. Yeah, they, well, that, that's necessarily where the league is right now. Yeah. It, it's a two-way scoring on defense. Um, you know, those guys chipping in on, on every opportunity, basically, at this point. Yeah. If you watch any game this postseason, it is literally shots from the point going down deep in and, and, and then just chipping it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, getting the deflections, getting the chip-ins. So, you know, the defensive scoring and the defensive opportunities and everything like that is really important in a team. And it it's definitely something that they are lacking. I will agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to talk about how their bottom six didn't really play too well in the playoffs. Um, so, and this is a big thing, you know, and everybody always talks about depth scoring and how important it is because you can't always rely on your top line guys, you know. Well, yeah, especially if they're doing majority of the work. You yeah. need those guys to come in, you know, when they're tired, when, when you know. Yeah, I mean, Matthews and Marner, you know, they were killing it. Tavares, as much as you hate to, you know, bring him up, you know, he was killing it. You know, they were playing well. And, um, you know, but you need more from your depth. You know, they're your depth. They're, you rely on them, you know, in nearly probably like, what, 40% of the game. So, um, yeah, I don't know. So, um, yeah, I mean, well, their, their bottom six, at least in the regular season, was pretty solid. Yeah, but then no in the regular season. But then moving way. over to to the postseason, it, it you know it was just those top two lines and you know nothing really else moving for them. Yeah, definitely. so so definitely they need to work on their core of their team. Um, definitely when you get into that bottom six, definitely bring in some guys that can help with the goal scoring. Yeah, you no, know, um, I don't want to assimilate them to you know the Islanders because it's just the easiest thing for me. They need like yeah. that JG, you know, Pedro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they need that. The high goal scoring guy down there, down low in that third line, maybe you get, you know, some elite fourth line going on and, and that can really make a you know some noise for them. Yeah. Um also a big conversation is I've heard that they thought about just not even trying to sign Tyson Berry. Um, which is kinda odd considering they I mean, they traded Nazem Kadri for him. Kadri's killing it. Yeah, they but, are definitely kicking themselves in the ass for that trade. Yeah, but I mean like also like how do they re-sign Barry? I mean, you know, he's going to want a good amount of money, and they don't really have the cap space. Yeah, I mean, the you know, you know the flat cap is definitely impacting every single team. Yeah, they were talking about making a move with uh, trading Freddie Anderson, which I don't like the goaltender. I don't know if... Uh, I don't know, man. I don't... Well, we've learned one thing, and that's that goaltending is the major key in, in all of this. It's, it's literally the... Yeah, DJ Khaled, major key. DJ Khaled. <laughs> Throwback to 2016. I got the like. keys, the keys, the keys, the keys. <laughs> another one. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto so- lost another first round. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, then I also just uh, wrote down in my notes uh, to re-sign Mikheyev. Um, was playing in the bottom six. Uh, re-sign him. He's still young, and he could be a really good piece of the team. Yeah. And add a few more bottom six guys. Maybe like, oh, Frederick Gauthier. Um. He, I thought he was going to step up more. He really didn't. Um, yeah. So well, I don't know. Well, that, I mean, that, that brings up the the topic too that um, I know me and you kind of talked about, and you know, don't have too big of a grasp on it, but but the free agency, you know, this upcoming season. Yeah. And and then I don't want to keep talking about the same thing over again, but the flat cap, you're going to see some guys walk to other teams. You're going to see some other teams, you know, picking up some names. Um, Definitely. 
is there anybody that maybe that you think that 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 should be of some sort of you know relevance to them on uh, you know especially on the the offensive side of things? So and just so everybody knows, we we have a list here of, of free agents. Yeah, it's so from um, sportingnews.com. Yeah, um, so we we have a list of of who they call the top fifty. I mean, I don't even really, you know, Ryan Reeves, your best friend. No, I think he resigned. No, yeah, he no. Um, honestly, somebody I don't know if he's a UFA or not. Jesper uh, Foss from the um the Rangers could be a good like third line option for them. Yeah. Um, he had twenty nine points in sixty nine games this year. I don't think the Rangers let him up. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if he's a free agent, you know, that's that's definitely something to move to. Yeah. But then also, like, do they have any pieces to really move around? I mean, you know, are you looking at giving up some picks to, you know, to build that bottom core, that bottom six? Are you at, are, are they at that point where they want to give up some picks to build up that bottom of that team? I mean, honestly, to build up the bottom of the team, I don't know. But, um, but what else do you really need on that top? I mean, you have Tavares, you have, you know, all these guys well, so, that, are, that are studs. Okay, like, so here's the thing with them. They have... Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, Alex Kerfoot, Andreas Johnson, and Zach Hyman locked up for the next, like, at least two years. Yeah. But then their whole bottom six are free agents. Which is almost a good thing in a sense. Because I feel like they, they can make some moves, and, and I yeah. don't know what their, their picks look like, but if they can get a good, you know, one or two prospects in there, I, I feel like that's a good opportunity for them. Yeah, however... um, you know, Travis Dermott is due for an upgrade. His uh, ELC is up this year. Mm-hmm. So he's going to command probably, I, I would honestly say maybe $2.83 million for him. Um, then you have Ilya, Ilya Mikheyev. Um, he's probably going to get two point five at least. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then with other depths, they only have $7 million in cap space. So I don't know. With Toronto, it's definitely a, a weird place. That's why they're looking to trade Freddie Anderson, I feel like. Yeah. So, um, well, I feel like that's a good opportunity, um, definitely, to build up the bottom of their team. Yeah, and flush them out, you know. Yeah. Or flesh them out, not flush them out, excuse me. Yeah, kind of get a good a good restart. But um, so that that's what I think we would do with Toronto. Um, next, we'll talk about Columbus. I'm just looking at the corp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I added a couple notes after you. Um, so, yeah, next up is Columbus. Um <laughs> Yeah, so again, they uh, beat a huge team in Toronto. Uh, you know, we just came from talking about Toronto. But um, a big thing with Columbus, they have three solid pieces, at least, to me. And that's Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski, and Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah. Um, these three players are great. You know, and they're great to... Um... Sorry. They are great to have to build around your team. You know, they're not like... I mean... I would honestly argue Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski are kind of superstars. They're a great defenseman. Yeah. Pierre Luc Dubois isn't a superstar center, but he is a solid. No, he's first a solid. Center, beers, you know? yeah. he's a solid guy, and um, you know you can easily build your team around these three players, and especially if Corpusalo, um, plays Cor- the way that. <laughs> he, yeah, uh, no, was, he, you know? he looked like a stud there in the playoffs. So yeah. I mean, if he can, if he could be an actual solid goaltender in a regular season, and then even again next season in the playoffs, I think he's going to be, you know, that goaltender, that solid stud that they need in that. Yeah, I mean, and so you know, uh, 
you know, Alexander Texier and Oliver Bjorkstrand, these players are going to be getting a little bit better next year. Um, so a move that I kind of thought about, I didn't make up a mock trade or anything, but um, so they could try to clear up cap space, maybe try to do another free agent signing by trading uh, David Savard. Okay. Um, you know, his underlying numbers don't look as great as the other members of his decor. Uh, he's got a 46% Corsi 4, which Corsi incorporates any kind of shot attempt. Um, that's a fancy stat for all you folk. That's what we learned with our glossaries here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, plus, I, but he's making 4.5. And, you know, I, I feel like you could get a little bit better out of him. I mean, maybe you want to hang on to him at least until the trade deadline. But, um, honestly, the whole thing with Columbus, I feel like, is keep playing the game how they've been playing, you know, towards does a great job with this team yeah you know? and they seem to be buying in the team that they have now is yeah, buying in they're so fun to watch i don't even care if it's a little bit boring they're fun to watch so. yeah yeah no so i guess keep how you're going maybe you know some little traits of art going get some uh get some new pieces in yeah um so next up we have is the montreal canadians um i like this team i like watching them play especially nick suzuki i love watching him play 21 year old stud he plays really well. Um, so, yeah. Um, they played well against the Penguins. They looked really good. Yeah. Um, a big thing for me is Jonathan Duran needs to be so much more consistent. Yeah. You know, I mean, when they traded him in 2017 for Mikhail Sergeyev, I thought it was like an even trade. And now looking at Tampa with Sergeyev, <laughs> it's like holy shit you know i thought yeah. you know some nights duran plays like a like a point per game player and then some nights he plays like you know a fourth liner yeah know? i mean it's, he's not consistent well consistency is a big thing but it, but it also involves the people around him who's supporting you know who's the supporting actors for him so i mean if the canadians can really if they could stick together and if maybe you know incorporate a couple of big pieces to help out with the scoring help you know with the movement of the team yeah you know, you're gonna see players like like Druin have have better years. Yeah. No, definitely. And you know, I mean, they tried, they attempted that with uh, Tatar, and uh, you know, I mean, it, Tatar, I think, led the team in points this year, 68 points, I believe wow. he had. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. Don't hold me to that. But um, another huge part of this team is Max Domi. Um, holy shit, what is going on with Max Domi? I mean, you know, he had an amazing year last year and this year he didn't really have that great of a year but they kept burying him on the, in the lineup and yeah. it's very confusing to me because he sees himself as a center they see him as a winger and it kind of flips back and forth between the two of them which is very confusing for a player especially when you're playing with different line mates and everything yeah and burying him in the fourth line i you don't, I don't understand it no and this is speculation right here but he took the canadians out of his bios on social media for real yeah um was he is he coming up on contract i was actually just looking that up yeah yeah i mean if he's definitely coming up yeah, on a contract a free year, agent but he's an rfa okay so, so they he's have that, to trade his rights if anything yeah but max domi's definitely gonna get an offer i feel like maybe i don't know uh, i mean you I know, when you so, go with restricted when you go with restricted it's definitely a harder you know harder yeah. time to I mean, get you know, he's offers, a great player he's a great player so i don't see why not but then again, it's like also if the Canadians are, are this comfortable with burying him and he gets a decent offer, I'm sure they're not going to be willing to really keep that. 
Yeah, I mean, but I also don't know how much that is kind of like a, um, kind of like a bluff, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, we're willing to like throw you under the bus, you know, but I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, that that's definitely going to be an interesting to keep an eye on, especially as, you know, free agency moves along and, and see who gets re-signed, who doesn't. Yeah. And, and seeing where Max Domi eventually fits in with his Canadians, if he fits in at all. Yeah. Uh, so there's two more players I just want to talk about. The Canadians real quick. Uh, Jesper Kocktianami. Um, Kocktianami, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I, I always mess that up. Um, he had a, only had eight points in 36 games. Um, he had a goals for percentage of 38%. Granted, he was injured this year. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. You need a lot more out of him. He's only 20, but it's still something that needs to be, uh, like I guess amended. And then also what happened earlier this week, Jake Allen, the Blues uh, got scared because Vancouver beat them so hard. Uh, they traded Jake Allen to the Canadians. <laughs> to the Canadians. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, so a lot of things that people were talking about was, was Carey Price in, in, you know, in those series and how um, it kind of looked like he was getting overworked. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't really looking like himself, especially in the later later games there, because, you know, he was the only one really there. Um, I, I feel like Jake Allen, I, I think he's... I don't know if he's really suitable, you know, for the starter limelight, you know, at least yet. I, I don't even, you know, I'm not even sure of his stats, which maybe that's something we can look at. But is he a suitable backup for, uh, you know, for Price there? Is he is he going to be getting some of those looks, especially, you know, are they going to be able to trust a guy like that in those playoff games where, where they need to give Price a break, where they need to give him, you know, some room to breathe? Yeah. I, I feel like that's definitely a good accusation. Um, acquisition for them and, and somewhere where they're able to give price some breathing room and, and get a little more longevity out of him. no definitely i mean you know i mean jake allen played well this year uh i'm just pulled up his stats right now 24 yeah. games played 215 goals against 927 goals uh save percentage and you know what great. that's exactly what i was looking for and uh, but, what i would think would be great and suitable for for backup or or even like that second goaltender that you can rely on. Yeah, like a one two punch more so because I mean he's making four point three. That's not backup money. Yeah, that's you know? pretty backup hefty. money. I didn't like even look at that. That is a max. hefty price. So yeah. so yeah, maybe they are gonna have that one two, and you know they're gonna have most nights ride with price, but then you know you're gonna have Jake Allen there behind him and you know coming up for him. I, yeah. I think that's great. I think that's a great accusation for them, and that was a. That was a big question mark at the end of this series. Definitely. Um, so, next team. Carolina Hurricanes. They're a fun team, man. They're, they're so fun. Yeah. Honestly, they're. I struggled coming up with something to say about them. Um, <laughs> I really just... There was two points. Um, one, the goaltending tandem. Everyone was unsure about their goaltending tandem coming in the playoffs. I don't know if they could replicate it next year. Um, so, maybe just... Uh, Really, just focus on the goaltending, like the coaching of them, yeah. helping them become uh, like more solid and reliable most of the time. Yeah, consistent. Yeah, consistent. Exactly. And um, then I just thought, I don't know. Jake Gardner doesn't have like the best stat events advanced stats. Um, oh, do I have it up? No, I don't have it up right now. But um. But Jake Garner didn't have the best stats, advanced stats. 
and that's this is nitpicking, obviously, you know. And yeah, because they they were a solid team, and were, you know they had they that injury team, there yeah. right at the end of the road there. So yeah, Brett Pesci, right? Well, I no, think I think it was uh, Chevy. Yes, Shvetsnikov. Yeah. yeah, like if, if you don't see him go down there late in the series, I, I think it's a bit of a different story. Although I don't know what else really could have been done. Um, yeah. But they're a team that, that's definitely going to be in the conversation for years to come. I think it's maybe something of them playing together, getting more chemistry, mm-hmm. getting a little bit older. Yeah. I think that the Hurricanes definitely, you know, they're definitely going to be a team to play with. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're yeah, again, the Jake Gardner thing is really nitpicking. Yeah. Um, They just need to work on themselves, practice, you know, that. They ran into unfortunate circumstances, you know. They're a really good team. They're really fun to watch. Uh, but, yeah, so I guess focusing on goaltending. Yeah, that would definitely be at least my focus for them. Yeah. All right. So. Now we have my good friends in the Capitals. Whoop, whoop. They just let go of their head coach. Oh. So, yep. you know, you have a you have a team. I think they're still on the hunt now. Um, still on the hunt for a head coach. So, so you're going into, you know, a season – with an older team, I would yeah. say, definitely most of, them, most of the core is in their thirties, in like their middle, 30s. yeah, middle early thirties. So it's not too bad, but a team that's coming up a little bit older. Um, you got a couple of pieces, obviously Ovechkin, where he's at what, like 34, 35, I think. It's thirty two, I think. Thirty two. Okay. Thirty two. Thirty three. Maybe, um, maybe I think he's I'm about to turn thirty three. Wishful thinking. I'm wishing he's a little bit older so we can get rid of him a little bit quicker. No, no, no. He needs to break the record. No, 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 no. Ooh, um, ooh, go Ovi. No, no, no. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I do you consider this to be a season like a wash season almost, where like they're just gonna be getting comfortable with the new head coach, or do you think it's really not that big of a deal? Do you think they're just an established team? I mean, I think they're an established team. You know, they're a pretty deep team, and uh, even their depth pieces are good. But then, like um, my my point there though is like, all right, so they're an established team, and now you have this guy that's gonna come in and try and be their coach. It's like the stepdad coming in, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm establishing these rules. These are the boundaries. You're not gonna listen to that, especially if you're an established team like Alex Ovechkin, but you need TJ Oshie. But you need to think about Backstrom. What they were doing before was working, you know. Yeah. Well, so what if they, they were... don't listen, if they don't listen to what he has to say, right? Just say like there, there's some inner politics, right? And they don't listen to what he has to say. They will try and attempt to do what has worked for them. You know, these set plays on the power play that work for them, you know. Yeah. I mean, you well, know. Well, then that that's the thing, like, with the head coach. And I said it before. He is the Bill Belichick of the NHL. Barry Trotz was able can to rally like, in Can this you call him, like, the Dill Dillichek? Because no, I can't stand no, Bill Belichick, no. bro. He was... Can't stand the Patriots. Me Patriots either. I'm a Jeff fan. But I so can, I, I can but understand and appreciate a good head no, coach. No, I don't appreciate anything about the Patriots, bro. They suck. I hate them. I can next, appreciate next a good head coach. But what I'm trying to get at <laughs> is, like, they. I feel like the head coach, you know, you need a head coach that's good, that can rally in a team of studs like this. Because, yeah. you know, you're going to have a lot of people in their heads thinking that who they are, and they're going to be making these plays, giving up useless turnovers, giving up useless things, So it, which I don't want to say, like, useless turnovers is what buried them in the Islander series, but they didn't look like themselves at all. They didn't have any direction, it felt like. No, I also feel like, though, that's in due part to the bubble. I kind of feel like the same thing in the Blues. <clears throat> Whoa, the Blues. Nice. Thank you. Um, the Blues. 
they didn't look like they wanted to be there half the time. You know, really, honestly, dude, only Ovechkin looked like he wanted to be there. Yeah, I mean, he was the only one scoring from them. But then that's why you need the head coach that they combine into. But I also and kind of think that has work. to do with the bubble, though. I mean, because they were great in the regular season. That's true. I guess, I mean? guess this is a weird time, and like you're kind of going to have to take it with a grain of salt. And, look and at that's it why some season? people are like considering this season, whoever wins the cup, to like be kind of a wash, like you said. And it's like, but I don't agree with that. I think that your willpower should, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what you have to look at with the Capitals is, is how much longer is this window going to be open? Um, yeah. I don't think they got too many years left. Maybe a couple seasons, if that. I would say a couple seasons, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, because then, what, they have, this is off the top of my head, they have Connor McMichael in the OHL, who put up like 103 points in like 50-something games, I think. <laughs> Insane. Fucking filthy, bro. Yeah, that's He's disgusting. a good fucking winger. And then, I mean, no, he played this year in the NHL, but Jonas Siegenthaler, I mean, he's a little bit older. I think he's 23, 24, but he's turned into, like, a pretty good defenseman for them, too, you know? And then Ilya Samsonov, yeah. the goaltender, who might replace Holpe. I yeah. know. Well, that, that's another agents, thing. Like, Holpe, like, he, he didn't look like himself at all. No, he didn't. Do you see them? Like, I know that, you know, they have that guy that they're going to try and... and and give a, a shot maybe Samsonov. yeah yeah i i maybe he's not ready maybe they want to get somebody but then again free agency you know there's a bunch of goaltenders hitting well so what but then I was do you thinking... give up on Holby? it's such a, it's such a hard question to ask and, and we're not gonna have the answers here no Are I mean, the, do the capitals have the answers either i i don't know so if i was in nhl 20 i <laughs> 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 I would probably let Holpe go. Yeah, I, um, I would too at this point, I think. You know, Samsonov did... I, I'm pretty sure he played like 20-something games in the league this year. He had good numbers for a backup, especially because I, I think he's 23. He had good numbers, and, you know, you sign a, a backup or somebody on the same level as Samsonov. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully you would... Or you would hope that they would uh, assist this team into... Um, getting them back. Getting them back to the playoffs, yeah. All right. So, so now we go to the West. Yeah, moving on over. Um, where are we starting? I mean, I'm feeling the Blackhawks to start off with, um, just because there isn't like a lot to say with the Blackhawks. Um, I didn't think the Blackhawks were going to make it this far. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Well, I mean, I, the, mean the, I thought they would get to the first round because I thought they would beat the Oilers, but I felt like there's a lot of pieces on this team from when they were really good. Yeah, because they makes, were really good when they were really young, like dominant. And, yeah. and you, you 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 expect to hear these names and you expect to hear them in a dominant fashion. Well, so what's really funny is because I was because you know when we were doing the research for this episode, which we did a lot of research, um, I was looking up then, uh, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, they're like thirty two. Wow, I thought they were like thirty five. Yeah, I they, mean, you hear their names for so long. And, yeah, and, and they play so, so predominantly. well for so long. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they, they keep maintaining that level of play. And, you know, obviously it's not the same as they were at when they were, like, 25. But, like, shit, man, they are still great. No, they're and, still um, a good team. They're still a great team, and, and they made it to the show. And they, you know, didn't have a, you know, good luck and, and good draw there. But, uh, I mean, yeah, but so um, a player who hasn't really... Oh, stuck out is Duncan Keith, <laughs> and I hate Duncan Keith with every fiber of my being. No oh, man, um, a lot of hate. 2011, 2011 playoffs. Yeah, man, I'm I'm into it tonight. I'm into hatred right now. 
Um, the elbow and Daniel Sedin still fucks with me in my sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, he makes mad money. I think he makes like six point something million. <laughs> and he like doesn't have good stats at Yeah, all, he's not you know? the six million player. But he's also thirty five, you know. Well, so I don't know how they can move on from that. Well, but that, he also has no move clause. Well, I, I'm I'm pretty sure, you know, he had a long contract. I don't know the exact details. Yeah, I think of it. it was like eight, nine. So years. you, you know, you sign those contracts of hope of keeping him for a while, and, and now, yeah, and now you're you, at the end of the road, and this is what you knew was going to happen. Yeah, you flirted with the risk. Now well, it's, it's not even the risk. Like you basically know it's going to happen, but at least you locked him up for the prime, and yeah. at least you got the, you know, the bulk of the money, and you know, you're still gonna, you know, give your good player, you know, some money down the line, and, and set him up for his future. So it's just kind of like those tail end years of him. Yeah. They're not really going to be able to move him. I mean, yeah, but um, but then so also um, they need a goaltender. Yeah, I mean you know I mean Crawford played like okay he played well, but he's also thirty six I think he's about to turn. Yeah. So he's he's definitely getting older, and you know you have to make those decisions like. Is this where Holtby goes? Is this where Markstrom goes? <laughs> if both Holtby and Markstrom don't resign, yeah, if you got to Laner too in Vegas, does... especially when you try to get the last oomph with this team, you know, of Kane Taves. Uh, now you have Kirby Doc, Alex Brinkat, Dominic Kublaik, who they're going to need to resign. He's going to get a raise. You know, he had thirty goals this season. Yeah, thirty goals in like sixty-eight games, I think. And they're gonna, he's going to get a raise, man. Yeah, so there, there's definitely a lot of choices on the Blackhawks, you know, you know, book here. And yeah, where they make the draw, I don't know. I, I'm a firm believer now in goaltending, and I, I think that's going to be their first move. Yeah, makes sense. All right, so I guess we will go on now, Calgary Flames. Fuck the Flames, what? Hey. No, no, fuck the Flames. Um... Speaking of fuck the flames, well, I guess all this is fuck the flames. But so, really, a big storyline the past few weeks has been Johnny Goudreau. Um, you know, fans have been had him on the chopping block the past two seasons. He didn't play the best this year, but he's still an integral part to this team, and they yeah. seem to want to trade him. Yeah, well, I mean, that that sounds like. You know, the harsh fans, like, kind of just giving up on him. But it's, like, in the media, too, man. And it's, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, and he wants to stay. He wants to stay. Well, then, at at that point, you you know, you got to, you know, you have your note here reuniting him. You need need to give him his tools, I feel like, at that point. Yeah. No, I know. It's But I just, I don't know. Johnny Goudreau hasn't looked the same. Yeah. But, I mean... Then he also has to look at if his like ninety something point season was a fluke or not. Yeah. No, I mean, a player like that has an incredible season. It's gonna be hard to to, to double up on it. And then uh, on top of that, you know, if he does fall off, it, it looks it looks incredibly bad there for the Flames. Yeah. Um. So then I really just said then had two more notes. Um. To resign. Uh, Manjapani and Bennett. Manjapani is going to be getting a raise, definitely. Uh, he had a good season this year. Um, so look for him to get a little bit of a raise, maybe about 2 million, 2.2. Ballparking. Um, and then TJ Brody, TJ Brody hasn't played extremely well. I think he has one more year left on his contract, so they could try. No, I'm sorry, he's a UFA. 
excuse me. He, yeah, he's a UFA. Um, so they might let him go. And then something I thought of that would be really, really interesting. If they tried to sign Alex Petrangelo. Really? If they tried to sign Alex Petrangelo from the Blues. You think they're going to let him go? Well, we can get into that when well, yeah, we'll, we we'll touch base on the that. Blues, but Theoretically, living in this world where he yo, does not go back to the Flames got Petrangelo, I would bog out. Hmm. That would be so... Oh, but, but you know, again, with the flat cap, it's going to be difficult. You know, they don't have that much cap space. Yeah. Um, which is why I was thinking if they let go of TJ Brody. Kind of um, give them that room. Yeah, also the Flames goaltending just isn't too solid. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, so they definitely the have a lot of work out in front of them. I mean, it seems like I trouble like, in paradise. I don't yeah, know how I much. Feel, I feel like they're going to be mediocre again next year. Yeah, um, they had a little bit of a of a hot flash flames. You know, they had a little bit of a. <laughs> I hate the flames, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're probably going to go back to mediocrity. Yeah. Um. So speaking of mediocrity, Canucks took it to the Blues. The Blues are mediocre. Hey, hey. <laughs> Defending um, cup no. champs. Well, no. That, uh... Speaking of mediocre, Bennington, Jordan Bennington, bro, he is mediocre, and I have said it since he became, since he won the cup with them last year. I said this guy is not an above. He's not an elite goaltender like everybody thinks he is. Yeah, and he isn't. This year showed that he isn't an elite goaltender. I don't know why they gave him like four point something million, bro. Based well, you off get of nervous, you know. You get nervous. You oh, don't want to see him go. Nervous. He looked nervous, <laughs> bro. Bennington sucks. I hate him. He's a racist fuck. He's a whiner. I can't stand him. Yeah. But well, he didn't look good. Um, he didn't look good. And then we, we spoke about it earlier with the Flames. Pertangelo, like, what, what's what's up with him? Is that is that a for sure re-sign? Or? I, I mean, you know, that's I, why I think they traded Jake Allen. I think they traded Jake Allen in order to re-sign Pertangelo. Because, I mean, Pertangelo is their captain, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you want to try to re-sign him? Yeah, I mean, captains don't always like to go back to their teams that they, you know, stay with. <clears> their captain, but, hey, I wasn't going to say it. I was going to stay away. No, but... um, <laughs> We're calling out on this episode. Canceled. Tavares canceled. <laughs> uh, how's it going with Toronto? Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Definitely go. You know you're gonna to want to resign him. I'm sure they can get that deal done. Yeah, definitely. I definitely. mean, you know, it's just something to talk about considering he's one of the top free agents. This you year. know, the goaltending obviously doesn't look good. Do you really think that right now, after the big deal, are they gonna sign somebody else? Are they gonna try and move Bennington? Is it even possible? I don't think that they're gonna to try to. Uh, I don't think they're gonna be able to trade Bennington right now, especially with the flat cap. Um, especially with this weird off season, I don't think they're gonna be mm-hmm. able to. Um, but. I do think they'll try to sign a cheap backup. But then you're not really getting anything out of it, so what's the point? Well, it's better than an AHL goaltender. Yeah. No, oh, you got a point there, too. But um, there, there's really nobody at least available. It's going to have to be at trades at that point. At least yeah. that's, that's going to be a cheap whatever goaltender. Yeah. Although, Varley's looking like he's going to leave the Islanders. Maybe Varlamov. I mean, I don't know. I... He looks like our starter right now, but then, you know, you got the Sorokin deal. We won't talk about the Islanders. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I think they're okay with their goaltending. I think it's going to be that re-signing. It, you know, they were the underdogs that won the cup pretty much, right? So, it's yeah, like, it, you I know, mean, they weren't yeah. really expected to do it. They did it, and now you want them to be that team that's going to be that powerhouse yeah, team. Yeah, now everybody sees them as that team, but they aren't But they're team. not that team. They, they were they never that team. Like yeah. They had a good run, and... I think that's it for them. I think that's it for them. Fuck Gloria. <laughs> Stupid asshole. All right. Uh, so last team. The Yotes. Coyotes. 
Um, so I typed free in all caps. Free fall of a team, bro. What? A free fall of a team. Free fall. I like that song. I hate that song. I hate Tom Petty. My mom's. Yeah, but that remember. reminds me of the, uh, the Barnyard movie when the dad dies. Thursday. And do that barn. Shit. Whatever. Uh, yeah, Bordy Barn. What? Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I have the literally as soon as I typed Coyotes, the first thing I typed was in all capitals, resign Hall, do everything you can to resign Hall. I was reading shit. They're saying like Hall's like not wanting to. He doesn't. So I know. I don't, how are you gonna get a guy who doesn't even want to be in fucking the desert, Arizona? Listen, man, he is there. He's the piece that saved this team from mediocrity. I mean, since he got traded to them, he had, in 35 games, 27 points. Poor Taylor Hall. When is he going to get to a team? I think this is his year to get to a team, bro. Yeah, I mean, but I then, think he's also looking for a short-term deal. Well, so people were talking about the Avalanche. Well, yeah, take a short-term deal to get to a team that's a contender. Get your chip. Get get what you want. And then, you know, you look out and you go back to a team like the Coyotes on a longer contract. And at that point, you don't care. You have your championship. You're, you're there to just make your money and retire and drive off into the sunset. I think Hall is going to dip. I think I think he will, too. But I would I would like to see him in Arizona. Because I do think that this team could be... They have pieces, well, Yeah, bro. I mean, they if they, have if they, a they good sign... Decor. They have Clayton Keller. They have this guy coming up, uh, Jan Yannick. There are a couple Victor steps Soderstrom. away. Like, but I... And they're if I'm not mistaken, par, I, like, I feel like I heard, you know, they, they're not really set up for, for greatness here. I feel like, if memory serves correct, they don't have too many picks. They don't have too much room as far as salary goes as well. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of like stuck between a rock and a hard place. And now they have a guy like Hall who, who, who wants to walk. So, and they don't even have a, you know, he wants to go to a team from what I hear that that's that's solid. That that he know that there's consistency in the team. There's yeah. no consistency in the Coyotes. You just no, lost. You just lost your GM. You, I know you got a new one and everything like that. And he has work cut out for him. You know he yeah. has to fix a mess that he walked into from Especially a young twenty six like, year old GM or whatever the hell his age was. Yeah, essentially begging Taylor Hall to stay. I mean, honestly, that's the biggest thing. If the Coyotes yeah. don't re-sign Taylor Hall, they're gonna be at the bottom of the barrel yeah, next year. They're gonna be disgusting again. I mean, you know. Uh, and it sucks, but at the same time, it is what it is. It is what it is. But I think that about wraps up all the teams we did want to talk about. Yeah. And I feel like that was, you know, that was good. A little upsetting that we lost, a, you know, that recording. But um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about that. Also, the internet's not back on, so I don't, I don't know about the, uh, the Canucks right now. Let's check before yeah, the... tonight is full oh, of... Oh, no, bro. It's 0-0 zero, zero still. Oh. Five minutes in the second. Canucks have five fucking shots. <laughs> and Vegas has 18. Five Dancho, fucking shots. Baby. I'm sorry. Let's the Canucks have Dancho. five shots. Can we, all, can we all get me on recording saying this? Five fucking shots. <laughs> Two shots. One for me. <laughs> one for... Yo, I'm pissed off. Yeah. I mean... Shout How do you only have five shots? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm glad we're not watching right now, bro. They're, I'm glad the internet turned off. They're gonna wake up. They're gonna wake up. I don't know. I don't know. It, anyway, is the internet back yet? I hope so. Because how are we uploading this? All right, it anyway. looks like it is. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna wrap this up here, guys. Yes, um, we will. As I stated earlier in the episode, if you guys enjoyed, 
please share this on social media. Please tag us. We want to see it. We want to interact with you guys. Um, yeah, yeah, don't forget to tag us on Instagram at the Clapper Report. T H E C L A P P E R R E P O R T. Spelling B number one whiz here. Back at it ooh, again. Ooh. So yeah, follow us there. Tell us what you guys like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want. want yeah, us man, to talk criticize about. us. Fuck it. Give no, us something to talk about. Like, give us ideas. Get and tell us anything that we can improve on. Yeah, because you know we say it all the time, but it really does start with you guys. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. We we definitely want to see um, you know more conversations. We want to talk more. I uh, that I think that's my big thing is uh, I want the conversation of hockey. Yeah going on and and seeing more people get involved um definitely yeah i think that about wraps it up let's go canucks hopefully they get more than five shots by the end uh, of this game let's go islanders tomorrow let's go islanders game seven hopefully we can have some more things to talk about going into the finals the conference finals rather yeah and um and, uh, check out our instagram yeah for reports on that because yeah yeah we're, we're like the new espn who doesn't report on hockey so now we have to take the lead on it yeah we're mpsn all right all right guys have a great one and uh we'll talk to you guys next week yes we will peace guys